Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Chill Podcast, where the pronunciations are made up and the stars don't matter. I'm Katie. And I'm Kimmy. We are your miserable and magical hosts who are happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. That is a lot of adjectives. Here we go. I don't know about you, but this is episode 22. Everything will be all right. This is the last time I let you write a script. (laughs) We lasted... 0.3 0.3 and a half five seconds. 0.3 and a half five? That made zero sense. But you get my point <laughs> without a Taylor Swift reference. Well, you made such a big deal last time when I was so in love with Firekeeper's daughter that I went like the whole episode uh, without know. making one. I know. So I had to get it in quick this so, time. I don't even care. It's episode 22. It is. That's crazy. Thank you so much. Everyone who has been here listening, watching this dream of ours take off. It's been a wild trip. We have learned and grown so much in these past 21, now 22 today episodes. Of course, we haven't even lived completely solely in podcast land. We've dived headfirst into Bookstagram. Mm -hmm. You can find our page for our podcast at The Lost Chill over on Insta where we post all about our episodes, author chats, and giveaways. Yep. And we also have our own personal bookstagrams. I'm Katie's Lost Chill and at Kimmy's Lost Chill as well. So there we post reviews, puppies, and stuff for you to get to know us better. Follow us over there and comment so we can get to know you too. And let us know if you listen to the podcast and your favorite tidbits and give us any book suggestions and join us for as many author chats as you can. We have been having so much fun and look forward to continuing to getting to know all of you. So yes, it was a joke. Whereas talking about Taylor Swift to a degree mm-hmm. wasn't that far off. This episode actually will be miserable and magical. We're going to talk about some of the greatest hits and misses of our books so far. But first, the real, actual, truly miserable part. Katie, go ahead and break their hearts. Me? Why? I don't want to. You do it. Ugh. All right, so we are going to be cutting way back on our episodes and our books. While it was super fun, wild, and great, we are a bit burned out. Reading one book a week and doing that, just reading one book a week while having a full-time job, being married with kids, it's a lot. But on top of that, we're having to research authors, write scripts, record episodes, edit those episodes, upload, take pictures, reach out to authors, and then schedule chats with them, and on and on. It's very time-consuming. And while we do love it, we're very passionate about it. We don't have that much time to give. And we don't also we also don't want to half-ass it. We don't. And there's been so many... I'm going to go off on a little tangent, but there's been so many times where, especially me... I get caught up in doing other stuff and I'm literally reading the book before I drive over here. And that's not fair to you guys. It's not fair to us. And we just want to make more quality episodes and interact with you on a more quality level. So that's why we are deciding to scale back. Um, I am extremely sad about this. I've been loving all of the books that we've been reading lately and I'm constantly rushing through, like I said, but they are so good and I want to savor them even if I can't put them down. (laughs) I get that feeling. (laughs) But instead, I'm rushing to the last minute up until recording time, and it's very stressful. So we're just going to take a little bit of a step back. We're not sure if it's permanent or if we just need a little downtime. We, you know, it's summertime, so we're extremely busy. Like, 
I know that right now you're listening to this in the future, but tomorrow I'm leaving on vacation and it's just this slew of things going on. So we're sorry. Our current plan is that we're aiming to post bi-weekly two episodes a month. It'll probably just be one book though. And we're going to play around a bit, see what works. If we happen to have a ton to say about a book, which would not be surprising, <laughs> we may split it into two episodes. Um, otherwise, we've thrown around just talking about themes and characters or just picking a different focus and talking more while devoting different time to a full book. Yep. And we also really want to keep having author chats. And at our old pace, that's not really sustainable. We just spoke with Chris Whitaker today. And it was so much fun. We love seeing you guys. We love interacting with you. And, you know, it's just difficult. So a book, a recording, a chat every other week, it's just a lot. So we hope to spread things out a little bit more evenly. And we truly do apologize and hope you guys all understand. We really love doing this and creating episodes and content. And I've truly appreciated all of our listeners. But we want to make sure that we that what we put out is quality and not rushed with corners cut or anything just to meet deadlines. Man, talk about a downer. How about for something magical, we make this episode ad-free? Yes! I love it. Now we're talking. Let's get this party started. All right. So... Let's stick with the magical theme first, because I love that. I know you do. I do. It's not yours. It's definitely mine. It is. What has been your favorite magical book this year? (sighs) Magical how? Like, just magical as in feeling or Sure, if that's how you feel about it. Magical feelings. I was thinking, like, fantasy, magical realism. I I would... Anything like that. You know, before we actually start, I should probably bring up all of my reads from this year. (laughs) Um, because that's the other thing is like, we read so much. It's hard to, what are you at? Uh, way behind you. That's all right. Uh, I'll tell you, hold on. Uh, 47, 47. Yeah. I'm almost done with 48 right now. Oh, good. The most magical book for me, I would probably say is Akatar. <laughs> for those of you that are not familiar with our Kimmy and Katie speak. (laughs) That's A Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Um, I have not read the entire series yet. I've only read that book, but I was pretty hooked on it. So That's that's awesome. I haven't gotten to that one yet. Honestly, for some reason it does. It has popped up a few times in my library, but I just have so many that I'm in in between and I can't get to it in time, so I keep pushing my hold back yeah uh but my favorite magical one man that's hard i think i'll go with it just because it's fresh i'm gonna go with instructions for dancing okay i just finished that today it's magic so it's fresh so i have it on hold like there is a bit of magic and it's like it's kind of, it's not anything like this at all, but it's kind of like in Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan where uh-huh. you just bump into someone randomly and then suddenly something changes about your life and you have to figure out, and, but not a lot, but it's also related to like little free library and I just loved it. Okay. Well, I, I'm just going to make sure that that's definitely on my hold. 
Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Though. It really surprised me. I didn't know it would be like that at all, but it wasn't too like over the top. It was really relatable to the book and to where the character was and just intertwined pretty well. If anything, there were times you forgot that that was even happening, honestly. But that was a winner for me. Awesome. Well, and I do have it on hold, so Yay! I made sure. Because <laughs> uh, Kimmy has recommended several books to me that are totally not my normal genre that I've loved. <laughs> so if you're going to jump into yours, I'm going to jump into mine. I'm going to go with what is your favorite thriller? Uh, I don't think I've read that many thrillers. Copy Verity. Yeah, so uh, Verity is it. Okay. Uh, I have been singing the praises of Verity. Uh, I've pretty much made everybody at work read it. Um, Yeah, Verity's great. Um, However. What's your favorite? Verity is up there. As it should be. It's so good. It is. Um, And that's Verity by Colleen Hoover. Correct. Lock Every Door by Riley Sager was fantastic. However, I think the Riley Sager book that I am in the middle of right now is probably going to take the cake. And I can't say for certain because obviously I'm not done with it yet, but I was listening to it on the way to work today or on the uh, way home from work today. And I was just like, oh, like it takes a lot to make me like gasp like that in the car listening to a book, right? And it's Home Before Dark. And I'm pretty much obsessed with it right now. Um, it's giving me like uh, House on Haunting Hill vibes if you watch that. Did you watch that on Netflix? What do you think? Welcome to our <laughs> Netflix movie podcast. podcast. So, all right. How about this? So I know you enjoy all the books on our podcast, but on the other hand, they're all very comfortably, safely in my box and what I want. Mm-hmm. So we have August book picked. What if for September or October, because it's more fitting for Halloween, we did Survive the Night. You want to do yeah. that? Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about Survive the Night. <laughs> I so I'm in love with Riley Sager. Like he's he's amazing. All right. I I'm so <laughs> upset that it took me this long to even find him. And actually, I was just telling my husband the other day. I said this podcast has just like opened my reading eyes so much because I'm reading authors I never would have read before. Instead of just sticking with Stephen King. Which and is awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna we hold will you do to that, that then. We'll Survive that. the night. Yeah, there's a movie trailer for it already. Well, not like an actual oh. movie. Like he made a trailer that looks like a movie trailer oh. for the book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, buckle up, people. We're we're gonna do that one. Buckle up. All right. So. Going away from genres a little bit and into characters, because I love all my character-driven stuff. Yes. Any book, mix and match, invite three characters to dinner. And what are you serving? What am I serving? (laughs) Yes. Or are you going to do a potluck and make them bring stuff? All right. So sometimes I forget the names of characters, so you might need to help me out here. That's fair. 
Um, Thursday Murder Club. Elizabeth? Thank you. Elizabeth is coming. Okay. She's there. <laughs> she might even uh, have her friend. What's her? What's the other one's name? The other woman? I don't know. Her friend who bakes and does everything. Oh, she's going to bring some pastries bring for us. Dessert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Joyce. Um, Joyce. Joyce. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Finley Donovan. She'll be there. Are you counting Thursday Murder Club as, as one or no. two? No. No. Because okay. Joyce is not coming. Elizabeth is coming. Okay. And Finley she's is She's probably coming. just going to bring yeah, she's Joyce. she's going to bring Joyce's okay. pound cake and, or whatever. And you'll just have to let that happen because Elizabeth yeah. can talk anyone to anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, Finley's going to bring some of her expensive champagne from her cop friend. Okay. Um, and then, who, who do I want to join this party? Let's see. You know what? I'm going to ask Nina Riva. Okay. She might already be booked because she's coming to my dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll have to make sure it's on a different night. Yeah. I'll have her bring, uh... Maybe some uh, something the, from the restaurant. The sandwich. The sandwich. Yeah. Or mom's lemon chicken. Yeah. One of the two. I don't know if you saw on um, Taylor Jenkins Reed website, she has a little book club kit. Yes. And it has those recipes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We're going to have to try them. Actually, we're going to have to make Lindsay make them for <laughs> us. Yes. Yes. Okay. You just found that out here, Lindsay. You're going to be doing that. All right, so you're having pastries, the sandwich. <laughs> and some champs. And some champs. Okay. Yeah. I love All it. All right. What about you? Okay, so like I said, Nina. Okay. I'd probably go lemon chicken over the sandwich. Mm. That's I, fair. Yeah. In my mind. I mean, if we're going based on cooking skills and what they're bringing, <laughs> that might change my answer. Um, but as far... Okay, so... <laughs> You threw the wrench in this on what we're serving. I here. know. I had to. Okay. So then I need to bring Addie LaRue. I do. She will also bring me champagne. But then you can't. Expensive champagne. You can't take any pictures. Or remember it. Yeah. Or remember like, who it. Was my who, who, was, who was she? I can't remember who, who she was. was here. Oh. Uh, so that's kind of unfortunate. Do it I get is. a fourth bonus? <laughs> no. So this one will not surprise you at all. No. She'll probably need to borrow some of your garlic. I'm bringing Rose. Oh, Rose. I'm bringing Rose. From, from which the four, book? The Four Winds there by you go. Kristen Hannah. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. This oh. sounds like a party. Can we arrange this? I wish this? we could do this. Can we just combine our guests and just have one big giant party? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say the other final one, because one, I do love her, and two, I want her food. My... One, in case I keep forgetting, I invited Addie. Where was that? that? Uh, Would definitely be uh, Lila Macapagal from Arsenic and Adobo. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. I need those crinkle cookies. Seriously. That book made me so hungry. It was stupid. (laughs) Man, uh, this character party would be so great. Yeah, this is awesome. I actually think this needs to happen. Okay. Okay. We're gonna work I'm on down. It. <laughs> We're going to work on it a little bit. So now that we've built our amazing character parties, <laughs> what characters did you dislike the most? Let's let's choose Ooh. three of these as well. Ooh, three. Do you have three? Are you that big of a book badger or am I just badger. too much of a I book badger? I could badger some books. Hmm. 
Definitely Nick Carraway. From? Nick. <laughs> by Michael Ferris Smith. That onlooker to awkward situations. Yeah. He's, why is he always there doing that I stuff? I don't know. Oh, gosh. And then definitely Anne Bolin. Oh, you hated that book. Gosh. Oh, but you know what I hated more than her? She was just like pure evil. Like nothing mattered but her, which was rough to see someone treat their family like that. But also the characters and normal people by Sally Rooney. I don't know how that was. But Taylor recommended that. Taylor Swift. Oh, and weird. Her boyfriend's starring in something by that author. I don't trust that, that recommendation or whatever. Maybe she did. Lots of people do love it. I did not. I did not. That's fair. I don't think normalizing abuse is cool, but that's just me. Yeah. What characters did you dislike? Margot Banks in The Hunting Wives. Okay. If you have not read that book, holy guacamole, those bitches be tripping. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Uh... It's like a train wreck that you can't look away from, but Margot is the absolute worst. Um, uh, Blythe Connor from The Push by Ashley Audrain. Uh, bitch was also crazy. Uh, I disliked her husband more than her. I will give you that. Yeah, that's fair. And then I believe his name was Dr. Nick. I want to say, but basically the bad guy in uh, Lock Every Door by Riley Sager. Okay. Yeah. And just because I hate that character, like, doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy them, at least for me. There's a very, like, popular thing. Like, sometimes people look, like, do you like books with dislikable characters or unlikable? Yeah. And it's, it's, like... Definitely, there's characters that I can't stand and and hate, like Nick from Nick. Um, (laughs) uh, But like Dr. Nick, I think that's his name. Like I'm drawing a blank on what his name is in the book um, in Lock Every Door. But um, he was such a good villain that you loved to hate him. And it was fantastic. That's how a lot of people felt about uh, this one guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, the The devil and Addie LaRue. I don't know if he had a real name or anything. Lucifer I don't, I don't feel with. like we need to bring this guy up. Um, but yeah, he sounds, he sounds... there's a lot of people, like some people were like deeply attracted to him, even though he was so bad. <laughs> so um, I do remember his name. Hmm. Doesn't re- Lucifer like the devil? Right? That's all I, that's Luke, all that's coming to my mind. For short though. Confirmed by V. E. Yeah. Schwab mm, because not, you did and ask the author. <laughs> this doesn't sound at all familiar. Weird. Because um I remember it. Mm. I actually screenshotted it. I still have it. Just so, just to throw at so you every we, so often. We read books and sometimes we listen to them. <laughs> Just keep moving on. Just ignore me. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing to see Whatever. here. Nothing to see here. So what has been your favorite audiobook this year? Oh, I've had several, actually. 
I love audiobooks. I am hooked. You, it's so funny how you <laughs> so flopped. Hooked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Clap while you land, when you land, excuse me, um, by Elizabeth Acevedo. Probably one of the top up there. It was fantastic. That's, that was one that Kimmy recommended to me. That's definitely hands down one of my own. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Elizabeth is a slam poet, and this book is written in verse. And just to hear it read. Yeah. Wow. It is yeah. phenomenal. It, it is. is so good. And she's actually one of the narrators. Yes. So um, she reads her own work in there. I'm actually not sure which sister she plays. I'm not either. Um, but it's dual perspective. It and is. so it's just the author and then someone else. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six would also be up there. Uh, I hear that that's a very difficult book to actually physically read because it reads like a manuscript. Yeah, um, I can understand that. And it's hard to tell the characters apart. But because there was a different voice actor for every character in the audiobook, it was like listening to a VH1 behind the music. I really so. enjoyed that. I'm glad I did it in that yeah. avenue. Um, Trevor, no- Trevor Noah was also another one for me, Born a Crime. Okay. He did... He read that book so well it's his book but (laughs) yeah so lots of good audiobooks um what speed do you listen on uh two you um i just upped it even more i'm at like 2.35 now i almost upped it today so i was uh, so like i said earlier we're going on vacation tomorrow and my husband was having me um he wanted to go through my audible to see what <laughs> books he could download oh. that he might be interested in. He chose Pride and Prejudice, but that's a whole nother story. Um, and I said, this is how you change the speed. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this. And he's like, all I hear whenever you're listening to a book is... So <laughs> that same thing just happened at book club. <laughs> oh, really? They, did, like, they didn't know that you could adjust the speed. Uh-huh. And so... Um, one of them was saying, I've been listening to an audiobook and I have the time. And I'm like, I could just go pick up the real book and finish it so much faster. They yeah. take so long. They talk so slow. And so yeah. then I whipped out mine and pressed play. And they're like, whoa, what is going on? Um, I, I think, I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure that you follow her actually. Emily Reads, yes, I think. Emily Reads. She posted a. She's been all uh, about it this month. Yeah. She posted a uh, reel the other day about, about uh, listening to the different speeds. How to get up. It was oh, fantastic. I sent that to my entire book club. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, God. I was, I showed that to my husband tonight and I was just like, it's not just me. I promise. No. But I did not know that you could change the speed for the longest time. And it is a game changer. It really is. It is such a game changer. I love it. And it's really awesome. I liked her tip. Um, One of them was if you want to start listening faster. She actually credited someone else. I don't know who. Um, But Emily Reads credited someone to say, if you want to listen faster, turn it up further than you want to listen for like 30 seconds and then that will sound crazy fast and then get it back down to like where you want oh and then that will seem slow okay i've just been going up in increments and slow, yeah yeah so like i was at like 1.5 yeah then like it did I take go, me a while yeah so i might up it a little bit more because actually i was thinking that today i was like i could probably go a little bit faster <laughs> yeah. like i was living on the <laughs> Um, another fun thing I just saved it for future reference but today Emily Reads posted her favorite full cast uh, audiobooks 
Oh, so she I did like not five see of that them. today. None of them were Daisy Jones. Really? Yeah, I've only done two full casts, and that was Daisy Jones and then The Only Plane in the Sky. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, no, I guess Clap When You Land was not full cast. It was just the sisters. Yeah. I don't know. It's this full count. Excuse me. Does full cast mean like a different voice for every character or I close don't know. to? I don't know. Because like... um. Home Before Dark is two different voice characters, so which is great. I yeah. like when they do that, especially when it's different perspectives Absolutely. throughout the entire book. So, okay, cool. I love audiobooks. Me too. Actually, I've been getting the question lately um, where we listen to our audiobooks. So I listen to audiobooks in two places. On Audible, I have a subscription on there. Um, where I get two credits a month. And I've been trying real hard to push her away from that. I don't know why. It doesn't mean anything I know. to me at all. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I need to go over to the subscription service that you suggested because it goes to independent bookstores, but I just haven't. It comes out of my account every month and yeah, it's so it's easy. easy. Um, but I also listen to it a lot more on Libby now because I was spending way too much on audiobooks. Um, so on Libby, you can download it from your local library and it's fantastic. I love it. The only thing that I wish that it had that Audible does have is Audible tracks your listening hours and your stats and everything. And I'm all about numbers and stuff like that. So I love stats. That could be a fun question real quick. What? Because it reminded me of how you're a little... Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Of which character do you relate to the most? That is a fun question. Uh, Ibrahim is very statistically and analytically driven like I am. I don't know, honestly. That is a really hard question. We'll come back to that. We'll think on that one. Yeah. We'll think on that one. I I don't know if I'm going to come up with anything else. So, stepping away from audiobooks a little bit, which book would you recommend to anyone? That is really hard because it's like that one quote, like you can be the juiciest peach in the world and there's still going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. Right. So that is where it gets tricky. I think I would go with Firekeeper's Daughter. That is a really good choice. That's got a little bit of everything. Um, I feel like it's it's just so good. I loved it. It's got heart. It's got soul. It's got plot. It's got character. I don't know who would not like that book. I have not seen them ever in existence. <laughs> you're you're right. Like I I don't think. I have really seen a negative review on that book. It's so good. It's really phenomenal. If you have not read Firekeeper's Daughter, we highly, highly suggest you check that one out. So good. And then go listen to our episode if you haven't done that already. And then, and then watch Daughter. our author chat. Yeah, because we're going to be talking with Angeline Bully. We already did that. <laughs> Just kidding. <sighs> oh, man. Okay. What, so, What book would you recommend anyone? Um, That would probably be one of them. I always, my go-to lately has been Evelyn Hugo and the seven and her seven husbands by TJR. Um, Taylor Jenkins Reid is huge right now. So I try to shove her in everybody else's face as well. So, (laughs) um, so Taylor Jenkins Reid, basically anything by her right now that I've read so far I will suggest, especially because they can all be interwoven together. I'm all about that. Yep. 
and it's different characters every time. So it doesn't get stale. Because I'm not a series reader, typically. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And so it doesn't get stale, but I'm like, oh, look at all these little cute little Easter eggs. I do love that. Yeah. I do. So back to another one of your favorite topics. Which book broke your heart? Firefly Lane. <laughs> Don't even need to think about it. But did it not put it back together a little bit? No! Mm-hmm. She died, Kimmy! Everyone dies. <sighs> Spoiler alert, literally everyone dies. At least it wasn't a dog. They, they all die too. <laughs> in the whole world in general, not in that book. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay. you? Um... How is Firefly Night Lane not, like, rip your heart out? Sorry, I had to go back to that. Because it left me feeling positive and it ended in a good place. And she, I, yes, I was crying as she was saying her goodbyes to her family, how Kate was saying goodbye to her family. It hurt, but there was also peace and contentment there. it was far too soon, but she didn't have any other choice, so she made her peace with it, and I was fine with that. We will always disagree on this matter. Okay, sorry. Continuing. Go on with your... <laughs> so, that's how Firefly Lane left me. Okay. The much harder, darker, more emotional one that really got me. Uh-huh. Was the Firefly Lane sequel You're Fly kidding. Away? <laughs> Seriously? Um, yeah. So I shouldn't read that one. It's so good though. Oh. But I mean, it's. It, Is that before or after Kate dies? It's after she dies. It like picks up basically immediately. It is mostly focused on Tully, Johnny, and Mara. Okay. And. None of them are okay after she dies. And it's about their handling grief all terribly. Okay. I'm and it's really rough. This. But you do also get the Dorothy backstory, which is really, really, really messed up. Okay. And sad. Well, I'm going to read it. Not while I'm on vacation. Because <laughs> no. that's not a beach read. So I really liked it because it felt so authentic. Because like going back, that's how I felt at the end of Firefly Lane was like still uplifted and inspired and let's all connect and find the positive in this because that's what Kate was helping them do when she was there. And then she was gone and that was like, it was very real how they just lost all of that completely. Yeah. And it was raw and emotional and hard Mm. and I just loved it, but Okay. I'm going to read it so much because I do love that story so much. I love those characters. Um, I actually almost chose Kate and Tully on my three people to come to dinner, but yeah, they'd be, maybe they'd be, they'd be a plus one for somebody, (laughs) both of them. Yeah. Oh, their character dinner would be most fun. So speaking of beach reads, which I just kind of already brought up a little bit that that is not a beach read. What would you recommend to take to the beach? I would have to recommend Malibu Rising for the beach. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, my gosh. So good. Can we just talk about Malibu Rising? Oh, wait. We're going to. We're going to. Yeah. 
Malibu Rising is fantastic. I liked Beach Read as well. Weird. Weird. Um, I guess Beach Read. my other one would be 28 Summers by Alan Hildebrand. Oh, yeah. Be pretty beachy and good. Uh, also, I think, even though it was kind of a downer at the end, in five years, it's pretty lighthearted. Oh, the On Honeymooners by Christina Lauren. That was a oh, good Oh, yeah. I actually featured. downloaded that, I think. One of hers, actually. Soulmate Equation? No, I'm still waiting on that oh, one. Oh, okay. I got like six more weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I just added like a whole bunch of books and the weight is just... Out of control. Forever. You're probably ahead of me on some of them. It's the same <laughs> library. <laughs> okay. So that's fun. Uh, I can't wait for all of our beach reads and beach read photos. Yeah. I just need to get like every book I'm going to read the rest of the year. I know. <laughs> so they can all be on the beach even oh, though. I'm just like the Kindle is going to be. Question. Yeah. For all of your upcoming trips. I don't know if you have in the past. One of your upcoming trips, you're returning someplace you've been before. But Yes. Are you going to hit up local bookstores? Yes. Have you before another? Yes. Okay. Um, my husband and I always make it a point to visit Barnes and Noble wherever we go. I know it's not an indie bookstore, and I know you have your feelings about that. <laughs> but we're going to Maui tomorrow, and he already asked me if there was a Barnes and Noble on the island, Aww. and I was like, "Yeah, there is." I said, "We'll, we'll make sure to hit it up." So, um. Yeah, I don't. Are they, are they like Starbucks and that they have some like how Starbucks has the mug in every city just about? No, they don't. I wish that they did um, something different. Yeah. But it's it's more so for us, like the feeling, because when we first started dating, it's reading is something that we always connected over and we would like have dates to Barnes and Noble. I know. Okay. <laughs> She's judging me right now. No, that's so cute. And... <laughs> I was going to ask if you had had one of those book dates. Yeah. And so um, that's why Barnes & Noble just has a special spot in our, our heart. Like we drive out of the way if we're on a road trip to stop at a Barnes Noble like we did. We were going, I can't remember where we were going, but it was like an hour out of the way and we stopped at the Albuquerque Barnes & Noble, which is one of our favorites. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you going to go to any indie bookstores any indie bookstores yeah. in Maui yeah I I would love to because we're going to like uh, there's a whole day that we have planned in uh, the little beach town there Lanahana I'm probably saying that wrong Lahaina okay. Lahaina um, in old Lahaina uh, so I'm assuming that there's some bookstores in there and okay. if there is I will be there okay so. I've already looked out for Marco Island. That's Have you? where my vacation is. Yeah. Was when this was airs. when this airs. Yeah. Life is weird. Uh, and there's technically two, but they're like the same. Yeah. Called Sunshine Books or something. Yeah. Okay. And they have like a north one and a south one or something like that. Awesome. Well, I'm sure that we saw those on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and will forever. Yes. And know. will forever. Um, we're going to Buffalo later this summer. Um, there's not a lot of indie bookstores there um just barnes and noble unfortunately it's suburbia you know um because it's not the actual city of buffalo that we actually stay in so i'll try and hit up some more though while we're there this you year should. yeah normally we go antiquing when we're there because we have family there i know we are old farts and i how get are it. the bird populations that's something that you're going to ask the husband that's why we're going to Costa Rica. 
in November. <laughs> I can't even with you guys. I know, I know, I know. Blue. And then, like, is the shuffleboarding tournament of America? Pinochle, not shuffleboard. <laughs> Maybe some bridge. Oh, let's get back to it. Anyways, so regardless of whether or not it's confirmed to be optioned or not already, out of all the books you've read this year, which would you love to most see on the screen? You're going to get a slew right now. Malibu Rising, Firekeeper's Daughter, The Hunting Wives, Verity, The Vanishing Half, Finley Donovan's Killing It, The Perfect Marriage, Daisy Jones, The Thursday Murder Club, Addie LaRue. We already have Firefly Lane. That is all. Okay. (laughs) I'll go through my list then. I'll go the opposite way. Okay. Addie LaRue, The Echo Wife. I'm surprised you haven't read that yet. I have not read that one yet. I did finish Memory Police. Yeah. What? Okay. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we are. We'll we'll talk about that Um, later. Ladies of the Secret Circus. I still need to read that one too. That's a good one. I bet I would like Daisy Jones to to watch with my eyeballs. <laughs> Nothing to see here. That would be wild on TV because that's the one where the kids light on fire. Oh, yeah. Sporadically. <laughs> but yeah, let's put that one. Um, hmm. Clap when you land. Just give me all of that nonstop. Yeah. It would be hard to do. And like, it would. I think this, it would take it okay. away. The story is still so good, though. It is a good story. Even though like... It's just amplified with the poetry and uh, I, so much drama. I can't get enough of it. It's fantastic. But definitely Finley, Firekeeper's Daughter, Instructions for Dancing. Yes. Give me all of that. I can't wait to oh, read that one. Yes. Uh, Malibu Rising Float Plan. I have that, that one. one on hold too. You inspire me so much to <laughs> go out of my comfort zone. <laughs> that makes me so happy. So yeah, we've been reading lots of great things. It is all the rage right now to turn books into... Yeah, everybody gets optioned pretty much right now. So hopefully in a few years, that's what I noticed with like Firefly Lane that took about seven years, I think. Yeah. So long time. All these books will be getting popular all over again. I know. And then we'll just talk about them all over again. (laughs) Yep. They'll be fun. What's your least favorite book? Nick. Really? Or The Queen's Gambit. That's where I was going. (sighs) I don't know why those were so rough, but they were. Yeah. No one's even heard of Nick. No. But so everyone of, likes The Queen's Gambit, which... Which maybe okay. they haven't read the book. Well, no, the book gets lots of re- good the, reviews, the too. The book does. I think it's just us and uh, Best Book Club's podcast that... Yeah, I don't know why. ...hates Queen's Gambit as much. So. Maybe because they all liked the show more and did that first and then went to the book. And so since they the already knew... still so freaking traumatic, that first yeah. chapter. Had we not already committed to that, I would have shut it down right then and there. <laughs> Yeah, that was rough. It was. So that was a negative surprise for us. Mm-hmm. What book surprised you the most in a positive way? Malibu Rising. You were surprised? You thought you might not like? No. Okay. Okay. Let me take that back. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change. Firekeeper's Daughter. Okay. Because it's YA. Yes. I don't like YA, typically. That book does not read like YA. And I know that we talked a lot about that. Um, on last week's episode where it just does not seem like young adult to me. It just reads like an adult fiction book. So that's why I think I liked it so much. That was surprising because I did not expect it to read that way. You? 
I would say clap when you land, but we say that for everything. So yeah, I'm not saying that. Okay. So changing it up. Even though I picked it, I don't really know. I, I cannot tell you why I picked this book, Okay. but it completely like sucked me in and blew me away, which is not a thing with this book apparently, but the 10,000 doors of January. Why is it not a thing with that book? Everyone says it starts slow. I, I agree. But I was like sucked in from page one. Yeah. I was into it. I was committed. Yeah, you were. And that's the other thing. Like, um, I hear a lot more now that it's been hyped for so long and people are following the hype that they don't like Addie LaRue as much, which yeah. they're wrong. That's incorrect. But I do see a lot of them say it's slower. And that's another one. Like those two, I w- never felt slow at all. And I was like so sucked in. And 10,000 Doors of January. I wanted to read the other book by Alex E. Haro, The Once yeah. and Future Witches. And I don't know if that's why I picked this one because I was trying to save that for a mood read in October. So I don't know if I was just picking something else by her. I really, like, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't either. It and had so a pretty cover. I was just completely, like, taken away. I thought it was, like, so beautifully written. I was highlighting the heck out of it. And so yeah. that was a good it, one. It's a good one. Um, I agree, though. It, it is, it starts out slow. There's a lot of books that start out slow that I have to make a commitment to get at least 60 pages, at least 50 to 60 pages in a book before I am going to give up on it. Because I thought that with We Begin at the End, I thought that with 10,000 Doors of January, there's so many books that I've read this year that I'm like, this book sucks. <laughs> and then it's like, as soon as you hit that point, you're all of a sudden striding and you're in it and it's just magical. And you're like, why did I ever think this sucked? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. And that's fair. And sometimes I wonder too, just because of the volume that I read, of I don't ever take over a week to read a book. I don't even take a week to read a book. So I don't know if it ever even has like time to be slow paced for me. Because I'm I, typically... I do. Okay. I take like Malibu Rising. It took me five days to read. And mm. I was like wanting to read it, but time. And I think too, though, that's just a lot of people do not read that high a volume or yeah. that fast. And so I think, if you're taking, you know, months to read these books or even a month or weeks, I could see how they'd seem slower maybe. I don't know. Yeah, if you're reading like five pages a day. Or a chapter or something yeah. even. I try to aim for like 100 pages a day when I don't have a lot going on. This summer is just kicking my booty. Yeah. Um. So. So I don't know if that affects it or not, but yeah. I didn't feel. I didn't feel that way with Malibu Rising because I was sucked in and. Oh, yeah. You know, but that's, that's different. We'll talk about Malibu Rising <laughs> in a little bit. What has been your favorite overall book? Just one. Just one. Overall. I do think truly, I loved so many. So many are like super top faves. Oh, it's so hard. But I do think Addie LaRue. Still. Yeah. Addie LaRue is holding on so strong. We read that in March. So strong. March, January, February. We read that early yeah <laughs> i think it was like episode three or something yeah, like that, that sounds right oh and it's, wow it's held up strong i don't know if i'll ever get over it i don't know yeah i i actually just recently put uh, a whole bunch of b.e schwab books on hold me too they keep you coming do? up i just can't do even you? knock um, my list down but also i don't like stop adding to it I don't either that's the other problem yeah so then stuff does become available and i'm like i can't yeah so I'm trying yeah. to 
to put a borrowing ban on myself. A borrowing ban? That doesn't <laughs> That's happen how bad very I am. bad. Wow. Okay. But yeah, so anyway, my life's out of control. What yeah. was your favorite book so far this year? Oh, just one, just one, just one. Firekeeper's Daughter. That was my second. Was it? <laughs> it was really hard not to be like, and this one also. That was so good. Malibu Rising is my second. Okay. But I'm, fair. but... I am still hungover from this book because I finished it at two o'clock this morning. And no, I was not staying up to read at two o'clock this morning. I was at work. But so it's been like less than 12 hours. No, it's been less than 24 hours since I finished it. And I'm hungover from this book hard, hard. So that is my number two. If you were to ask me in a week, it might change firekeeper's daughter i read a while back and it's still not quite as far back as addy yeah that was my but second that's so oh, firekeeper's that daughter. A good one man yeah okay that might actually be a book that i reread wow only because i felt so rushed yeah. through it that was one i i think i might listen to it actually that was a good suggestion. Yeah. That was from a book to remember who yeah. told me that. To, yeah. I will say um, I felt that very strongly f- with that book. I don't know what it is. Uh, I felt rushed a little bit. And <laughs> luckily you didn't finish in time. So I got a few bonus days. Yeah. But there's something about that book where I'm like, I need to know what happens. I can't put it down. Yes. But I also like, I want to indulge in this i want to savor it yeah i want to relish in the glory of this literature it is amazingly written I oh man it so much and again we're living in the time travel world so we're still anxiously awaiting talking with the author but well by the time this airs we will have already done that so you can check out the recording on the lost <laughs> and you can see our author chat with angeline bully there I cannot wait. So in a similar vein, and the one stipulation is we cannot pick what we just said <laughs> or what each other just oh. said. <laughs> what has been your favorite book to talk about on the podcast? Wait, so we can't choose... Addie LaRue or Firekeeper's Daughter. Well, you didn't tell me the rules before I chose the last question. So sorry. Oh. So sorry. I just made it up right now because otherwise it will be the Addie oh. LaRue and Firekeeper's Daughter sequels episode well <sighs> finley donovan's up there that was a fun book thursday murder club was a fun book to talk about verity another fun one so which one was the most though well i can't so i'm still hung over from malibu rising but we haven't recorded <laughs> that <laughs> that episode yes. yet technically we're gonna do it right after this one so Firekeeper's Daughter. No, I can't choose that. <laughs> Sucker. Um, the most fun to record Thursday Murder Club. That was fun. We got to plan our retirement. We did. That was such a fun episode. Um, yeah, I think that's my final answer. Okay. Because we related a lot to that book. The characters were freaking phenomenal. Uh, sequel to that comes out in September. So I'm excited about that. Um, 
close second would be Finley Donovan. Okay. Mainly because we got to talk with El Cosmano, um, which was so much fun. And hopefully we'll be talking with her again in March when her next book comes out. Um, but one of those two would probably be the most fun. I love it. You? I have to say it. <laughs> Addie LaRue? <laughs> No, <laughs> I have to say it because you know I love it and it hasn't even gotten mentioned. The secrets we kept. I should have known. Because there was wrapping, there was oh 98 degrees. Yeah. I was still like, all I was doing was just printing off quotes for every episode at that yeah. point. Like, let me just read to you my favorite excerpts. Yeah. <laughs> we oh have my come gosh. so far. We have. In 22 <laughs> episodes, we have evolved so much. Just... The way that we do things, we're a lot more efficient now, uh, although we're still struggling, <laughs> obviously. But that was so fun, and I don't know. I, I don't know why. We I, were still enamored by it being so new and baby, and yeah. it was our second episode. Book, I don't know what it is. It got me good, even though I didn't love it. I don't know. You, I I have Dr. Zhivago, like a book from... Probably the Cold War. Probably. <laughs> it looks like it's it. Old. I have a book written by Boris Pasternak's yeah. niece. I bought, I found a used copy of that book. I will show you the cover. It is beautiful. It looks oh, like really? my cover of Pride and Prejudice almost. Really? But so it, maybe it is from the Cold War. <laughs> like it's, no, the secrets we kept. Oh, the secrets we kept. Oh. It, I'll send you a picture. Okay. It's stunning. I just can't get over that book. I don't okay. know why. But the whole trifecta, I need to just learn more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It just know. calls to me. I, I always tell her when that episode gets a download <laughs> because it's not one of our popular episodes because it's not a lot of people have read that book. Um, I don't know how. It was a Reese's <laughs> pick. I know. It, and it's good. Yeah. It's good. And it just opened up. It expanded. It gave me a lot to think about. I don't know. Yeah. It was Man. a good book. It was it was a decent book. Like it wasn't anything that blew my socks off, but I mean it was good. I just can't. Stop I just don't understand why you're so in love with it. Probably so that funny. 98 degrees song. It's probably that's probably probably why. planted that seed, yeah. and then Laura Prescott just watered it. <laughs> oh man! So we've had quite the year already and it's only june i know well this is gonna be airing in july so it's really we're halfway through the year we're (laughs) halfway through the year we never know what time it is on this podcast because we're always in time travel limbo but i can't believe that we've read this much already and recorded so much this has just been amazing so do you have any anticipated reads coming up for the remainder of the year i do what do you have it's technically already out now, but I haven't read it yet. And it just came out like this month anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100 Years of Lenny and Margot. It's on my list I'm too. I'm so looking forward I am to that too. one. And then I do think it will be good. I think that was because of Book Club by Caitlin. Yeah. She wrote a stellar review. She's the first one that I saw write oh, really? a review on it. And then I've just been seeing it everywhere lately. I've seen it a lot. One I haven't seen much about yet, but I'm sure we will. So I'm just excited. I've liked her books is, I want to say it's called Apples Never Fall or something by Leanne Moriarty. Oh, yeah. Who wrote uh, Big Little Lies. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that will be good. She writes, I don't know if they're domestic thrillers per se, but more like twisty domestic fiction. Yeah. 
So anything you're looking forward to besides Survive the Night? Survive the Night, Billy Summers by Stephen King. Um, I think he also has a short story compilation book coming out towards the end of the year as well, which I love his short stories. And a special spot in my heart for his short stories. Um, the next Thursday Murder Club. That one's coming oh, out yes, in September. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Those are really... Lenny and Margot, I'm definitely looking forward to. The Gunkle. I'm waiting for that one. It's on like I got it on hold. Oh. Uh, dial A for Auntie. Got that oh, on hold. Oh, I do hold. want to read that one. Um, just a lot of the popular books on Instagram right now. It's yeah. Instagram is a terrible influence because <laughs> I never get caught up with it. I'm like, never. I just am going to keep reading forever, which isn't a terrible thing. No, it's not. I love it. Yeah. So. Thank you guys for tuning in for 22 episodes with us. We may not be churning them out quite as frequently as we were, but we truly hope that you stick around because we do have a lot of big things planned. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't have to worry about missing any of these episodes. New episodes will now be coming out every other Tuesday morning, just in time to have with your coffee. So next month we will again, be having some fun discussions. And then our August book is going to be Circe by Madeline Miller. So please read that so that you can jump in and join the conversation with us at The Lost Chill on the Graham. <laughs> Follow us there and be sure to hit up our personal handles as well. Katie's Lost Chill and Kimmy's Lost Chill. We are hoping for more author chats, more interactions, and more fun. So if you're enjoying The Lost Chill, please leave us a review wherever we lis- wherever you listen to us. We would be forever grateful if you did. We can't wait to hear your thoughts about all of these books or anything else that you guys have read. Um, we're so, so thankful for everybody who is tuned into our show and keeps coming back. See you next time. Bye. Aww.